Hey, you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Danny's Summit. I appreciate you guys taking time out of your day just to listen to some ramblings. Um, today's topic is going to be um, taking the upper road, um, addressing really systemic the racism that is in our country and uh, the local win um, in Minnesota, so, and uh, hopefully seeing a positive change, you know. We are in a very unique um, time in technology, you know, never have um, the public ever had a platform to throw ideas out, you know, to not just state a problem, but maybe state a solution or something that you know, can be, you know, thought upon and tweaked or, you know, by professionals, things like that. You know, with social media and Twitter and, you know, we're able to not only complain, which, you know, we see a lot of that, um, support each other, which has been really nice to see in the past year, but also, you know, to tell our government our thoughts and opinions, you know, um, without having to write a formal letter. So let's start off with a little poem. I'm going by the upper road, for that still holds the sun. I'm climbing through the night's pastures where the starry river runs. If you should think to seek me in my old dark abode, you'll find this writing on the door. He's on the upper road. That's from Selected um, out of Streams in the Deserts by L.B. Komen, and um, I really liked that <clears throat> upper road message in it. Um, you know, in the past few years, we have seen a lot of change in our country, a lot of call for change, especially, um, you know, and definitely at first, it was falling on deaf ears, and um, I was part of that group as well. Um, you know, we all live in our little pods, really, of a life, um, even out of an epidemic. Um, you know, so our perceptions of the world on whole are, are obscured, to say the least. And I know that was a big issue um, for me, and um, especially, you know, when you get caught up in life. Uh, but recent events, you know, it's really been a wake-up call that we can't be just in our little bubbles, um, that we do have to challenge ourselves to think out of the box and, you know, not only to, you know, offer solutions, you know, just offer an opinion, you know, you never know. A, a lot of opinions are thrown out there and, you know, maybe we'll get a couple really good ones, you know. Um, we definitely have a wide verse of uh, personalities, history, um, culture, education, um, you know, seems like we collectively could figure out a few better things in America, that's for sure. Um, but getting on point, um, you know, with the George Floyd case, you know, uh, my condolences and prayers go out to the family. And, um, you know, I was really glad to see that um, 
the conviction. And I, and, you know, it did have a lot of pressure, had a lot of press. Um, you know, my heart went out to the family, um, watching the trial, you know, the pulmonologist ticking off, you know, every second of the last seconds of George's life, you know, and, uh, I couldn't imagine how hard it was for the family to watch. And, um, also for the jury members, um, having to listen to all that and having the pressures of this case by itself, um, I would imagine that they were under, you know, they had to feel some type of stress and anxiety about the situation. So, um, definitely want to thank them for their services. Um, you know, when it comes to the African-American culture, you know, that's a, less than 13% of our population, but over half of our police shootings are black Americans. You know, that's a alarming high rate. Um, you know, we have to think, okay, so what is causing this? You know, a couple years ago, my, uh, well, actually it was last year, my brother was pulled over and immediately pulled out of the vehicle, um, and handcuffed while they spent two and a half hours searching his car, um, you know, looking for illegal drugs, right? There were none in the vehicle. So they didn't, you know, have probable cause. Don't know why they went through that just because the color of his skin, you know, is those are the type of things that, you know, the other side doesn't have to deal with and they don't see, you know, and when you do drive by and you see someone pulled over, you know, our, our response, haha, you know, dumb butt, you know, what'd you do this time? You know, that type of thing, you know, not knowing the logistics of the situation. And we've got to get rid of that bias in our thinking that these men or women are just thugs or, you know, that um, the minorities are, you know, always doing things, something wrong or, you know, based on their neighborhood or how their car, what type of car they drive, you know, if they're a good citizen or not, really, that means what? Um, I mean, come on, we see enough on the news uh, to definitely discount that type of thinking. Um, so, you know, we definitely, um, also too, great news. Um, so they have the George Floyd bill. Uh, so I was reviewing the summary of that and it is really to hold police, the law enforcement accountable, which we're already seeing anyway. Um, so why, you know, the Republicans are against it. Um, I'm kind of baffled with, but one thing I did really like about it was the bill would create a national registry called the National Police Misconduct Registry to compile data on complaints and records of police misconduct. You know, not only would this be a way where we don't have, you know, say that a police officer has really bad, bad record, um, a lot of aggression, he's got some anger issues, disciplinary, you know, he knows it's time to run up or he gets fired from, he or she, excuse me, you know, from one station. So they move counties or move states and then the problem just 
progresses and goes through just in a different location. Um, so, you know, it would be nice that those type of things wouldn't happen. It'd be nice to see that with physicians too. But anyway, um, then we would, um, but also for the data collection, you know, if we're seeing a large number of this type of misconduct, that is a good indicator for the um, county, for the police, for the law enforcement agency to say, hey, okay, we are lacking training in this area. How can we better address this situation so we're not running into these problems or that our our officers are better equipped to handle this type of situation. You know, there's a lot of mental health issues out there. Um, you know, then we have just the stress of this epidemic. You know, they, these officers are being put into situations that they're not trained to analyze and to really conduct, you know, um, and it and plus, they're having to make these decisions in a split second. Um, so instinct and past experiences are going to largely play into how did they handle that situation. Um, you know, but we've got to figure out a way to support our officers better um, so that we can have less of these situations you know i'm tired of seeing people getting killed and then it breaks my heart on the other side you know for a person of minority every time they get pulled over that you know they're scared for their lives you know that they you know concerned that i may not walk away from this alive in this stigma of fear with every interaction between the authorities and them you know so how do we bridge that as well that's going to be something for each county um to work on you know unfortunately um yes we want our federal government to um you know put out regulations, general policies, you know, but those uh, individual things that is going to be in different for each county, each state, um, you know, population. Um, so it's going to have to be tweaked with the heart. Um, but so that is uh, some, this is a win for America. And uh, I'm very glad to see a step forward and uh, the judicial system and um, to really the America opening their eyes. And instead of just saying it's a we and them problem, that it's a us problem, um, that we only have one country and, um, you know, being nasty to each other or um, closing our eyes to situations that's just not going to be the way. All right, so when we get back, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, I want to go into um, Dante Wright and um, a couple things on how we can change that situation. So hang around, talk to you soon, and welcome back. So we lost young Dante Wright um, the other day, and it was a very sad um video uh, situation um, you know I really think about both sides of the aisle um, on this one you know she accidentally grabbed her gun instead of her taser and shot him point blank 
Um, you know, here's a young man that uh, could have just had a ticket, a misdemeanor situation, and ended up costing him his life. Um, and once again, seeing way too much of this. And, um, you know, so this really brought up a lot of conversations of, you know, non-lethal um, force, you know, could we use pellet guns? Could we use, um, you know, those beanbag shotguns, um, that type of thing. Um, so, you know, one thing that struck me going back um, with Dante um, was that there was a lot of police officers there awfully quick. You know, I know, and I don't live in that area, obviously, but generally I see one police officer in a car. You know, they do that initial traffic stop. So I, I kind of questioned, first of all, why was there so many cops there? You know, um, you know, because I question, you know, if there would have been just the one person, you know, would he have felt Dante, I'm speaking of, uh, would he have felt so scared? You know, I mean, would he have, he have felt better just talking to one person? I don't know, because um, I know that he, you know, originally was resisting. Um, but, you know, I kind of questioned afterwards, you know, if it came off, you know, so it was, no, the tags weren't up to date. Okay, so that's more of a conversation. Here's a warning, you know, you're free to go. And then it was like, well, no, then he had a um, warrant for his rest for failure to appear, you know. So, well, I mean, you have a warrant, so they're going to take you. Um, but, you know, it just seemed like the whole situation went into a very aggressive, escalated from the word go, you know, and there are so many around and that type of thing. And then she ends up accidentally shooting them. And, you know, and I was just like, good God, you know, my friend, my heart goes out to the Bright family. God bless you. Um, you know, and then I also thought about the cop, you know, that, you know, because you could hear it in her voice. I shot him with my gun. You know, she was stunned. And I couldn't imagine the guilt that you would have um, over an incident like that happening. You know, they have normal, you know, a lot of stuff that they have to deal with. Um, but, you know, that, oh my God, what did I just do type of um, situation. You know, um, so started questioning, okay, so maybe we could have some type of non-lethal um, type things, you know. Um, so taser guns and then um, uh, paintball or the pellets. So my question for that, though, is you're going to have a paintball gun, a real gun, and then a taser. The, and this positioning of all those different things on the body, you know, so that we don't run into a situation like this um, officer did, um, or would more of a shotgun thing. I mean, I don't feel that a gun needs to be always used. You know, we have this 16-year-old girl with the knife. I mean, granted, the cop can't stand there and watch her stab somebody. I mean, that's just 
not good either, you know, because he's not protecting, doing his job to protect the, the victim there. But, you know, we get four shots rang out into this little girl, you know, I mean, could a... I mean, I can tell you this much. Someone comes up and shoots me with a um, pellet gun or with those little sack shotgun things. I'm going down. You know, I would imagine the pain is horrendous. Um, and, you know, definitely would have stopped the situation, but we wouldn't have had another death. Um, you know, and that's going to be, you know, obviously it comes down to money, um, training, and it comes down um to getting resources allocated, you know, really, I guess, equally across the United States and how this money is being dispersed and um, um, and the training that goes along with it. You know, these men and women are sacrificing their lives, police officers, you know, to go on the job. And, you know, I want to believe most of them, you know, people get better. So who's to say that these Bitter ones, you know, didn't go in with a good heart, but over years of it just turned into what it is. Um, but we definitely, you know, we've got to try to think of something different. Um, we're losing too many people, um, you know, and right now, you know, domestic um, abuse is up. Um, and here and uh, you got the FedEx incident and Andy Strong, um, my heart goes out to the families. Um, of all eight victims and plus the whole family as well because um, I know that um, the guilt and dealing with the sorrow of losing their loved one as well um, and um, so my my heart's out to all of you guys and uh, much blessings and prayers to you you know and it, we go back to you know mental health on this um, and be interesting to see if anything happens with the red flag um, um, policies in America over the FedEx um, shoot, mass shooting. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. You know, the bad thing is, though, because I was thinking on that, um, you know, as far as collecting medical records, you know, a lot of people don't go to the same doctor for 20 years, you know. Um, they may have four or five or six different doctors in a 10-year span, um, or maybe they didn't go to the doctor at all, um, you know. So trying to collect medical records um, and, and unless the assailant is actually telling you the name of all the physicians they've seen, um, unless they can get hold of insurance records, that might be one way they can um, cross-trace that. But, um, you know, and even for a lot of people, they may not even know who they had all seen, too. So, you know, trying to get all that information in 14 days, get it before a judge for a ruling. And I'm speaking as far as that he was able, um, that Mr. Hole was able to um, purchase again again um, after the feds had taken him in the year prior. But, 
But on the bad side of that, to really streamline it, then once again, we would have a, a national database for our protected health information and the government would be in our medical records. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I, you know, I don't feel that uh, we would want to see that. Um, for one, you know, it could be a huge data breach situation. One plug to get anything and everything you want. So, but um, these are just my ramblings and thoughts on the situation. Um, but I think that one, could we not extend the ruling, the time ruling, you know, seven more days, have a 21 day period, um, you know, a, then also to, you know, especially considering Mr. Hole said that he, you know, told his family that he was wanting to engage in a police shooting suicide. You know, so basically the, the cops would kill him, um, you know, at that time, you know, so he had aggressive thoughts. He had gun, uh, a shotgun at the time, you know, so there was nothing found and they ruled that he was competent and he was able, you know, to go back out four months later and start purchasing guns again. Um, why? Um, was my question on that. Um, you know, even if it would have been a three-year suspension, you know, you're not able to buy guns or even a one-year, you know, for this, you know, while we review this, whatever, a year, you're not able to do it. Something like that to where we're able to stop those type of situations you know there was a lot of um, people that were hurt you know and unfortunately um, you don't know what's going on in someone's mind and what links they're willing to go to um, and um, you know I, I really pray for all the families um, that are hurting and suffering right now so but um, we are Indy strong and uh, your community loves you and um, we will get through this so all right you guys well I am going to leave that on the break room floor for you guys um, thanks for listening to my ramblings like I said this is just throwing some ideas some thoughts out there to get conversations going Obviously, I don't have the answers. I don't know. You know, there's so many what ifs, variables that you could change in all of these conversations. And it would completely take the conversation in a different way. So, you know, maybe that's what we need to do, you know, in our homes is to, you know, let's get talking and uh, let's love each other. Let's support each other and uh, look at the beautiful world that we are blessed with. And, uh, you know, people are the jewels of the world. And um, so don't, let's not forget that. All right. So you guys have a blessed day and I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.